Welcome to the Queenfidence Lifestyle Podcast with image confidence expert, Christy Kennedy. She turned a pink slip into the life of her dreams. Imagine having the confidence to do anything, the boldness to speak up in any setting, and the power to unleash who you were destined to be. Welcome back to Queenfidence Lifestyle Podcast. I'm super excited on this week. We are bringing you an expert in trauma. And as you know, our country, our entire world has been going through a very traumatic time, a lot of heartache and pain. And at the heart of Queen Fitness Lifestyle, we always want to deliver you not just hope, but practical keys that you can use in your everyday living to succeed. Whatever success looks like for you, you get to define it. Today, we're just going to be the wind beneath your wings. Our special guest is Laura Kudari, and her book, Lifting Heavy Things, is power-packed, ladies and gents. Uh, But before we deep dive into a conversation with Laura and have her share her story and practical keys to succeed, Today's mindful mantra is, my mind is tough as nails. In the face of every challenge, I will prevail. My mind is tough as nails. In the face of every challenge, I will prevail. One more time, my mind is tough as nails. In the face of every challenge, not one, not some. But in the face of every challenge, I will prevail. When you think about healing from emotional trauma, do you picture Olympic style weightlifters, loud clanking barbells, weighing hundreds of pounds, or even the dusty pair of dumbbells tucked away in your closet? Well, Laura, she is a respected trauma practitioner and pioneer. Laura is going to teach us on today how to get through the tough times. And she's going to show us how she's brought together lifting heavy things to do just that. She's a celebrated personal trainer, educator, and she'll reveal her new approach to healing through lifting heavy things, healing trauma one rep at a time. We are so honored to have this exercise specialist with us on today. So as you know, I often say, pull out your pen and paper. You should already be ready. But just in case I need to remind you, she's going to drop some gems, jewels for this journey that we're all on to become our best self. Welcome, Lord. So good to have you on Queefinance Lifestyle Podcast. How are we doing today? We're great. How are you doing, Christy? Woo-hoo-hoo. I'm excited. I'm super excited. It's a brand new week. I love Mondays. I often tell people I used to cry going to work on Mondays. I dreaded Mondays, but I'm happy uh, because I'm living out my dreams. And not that it's easy, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. <laughs> it is. I actually like Mondays too. <laughs> how we start our week is how we start our week. It matters. <laughs> So let's deep dive into one. Who is Laura? I often like to open up with a heart to heart. If you could tell us in a nutshell, if we were meeting you for the first time on the street and you only have 60 seconds to tell us who you are, what would we learn? 
Um, well, as you said, so kindly in your introduction, I am a trauma-informed personal trainer. Ooh. And um, so you know how sometimes maybe you go through something or somebody you know goes through something um, and afterwards they have a really hard time getting back to things, you know, jumping back on the proverbial horse, so to speak. Mm, mm. Well, you know, we can use movements of all kinds, mm. not just what we typically think of as healing movement like yoga, but any kind of movement um, to take that practice and really help us heal from those overwhelming times. Mm. So that's what I teach people how to do. Wow. And it's so pivotal and critical at this moment that we're having this conversation. How have you been guiding some of your clients, even with the pandemic? I know as a mental health coach, the number one thing I'm hearing is anxiety, <laughs> but I'd love to know what, what's happening in your space. Um, it's interesting, actually. One of the you know, big things for me um, mm -hmm. was when I first started thinking about writing my book on this and the way I had been working previously was an assumption that people could access a gym. Mm. And when the shutdown happened, I realized not everybody can access a gym. Yes. Not everybody has stuff in their space. And then I also realized even when there wasn't a pandemic, you know, not everybody has access to a gym. Mm. Um, and originally I was helping people sort of get over the mental and emotional hurdles to help them find a gym space they could enjoy. But I realized um, I really needed to speak more widely to any type of movement. And so mm -hmm. it really shifted my practice. And I mean, my own personal practice is mm -hmm. still with weights, um, but I now can, I now work remotely with my clients and I really, um, I speak to any type of movement practice that resonates with you. Oh, and I, I, it's really pretty powerful, I think. Mm. Wow. And it, and I love it because I'm often hearing, I'm working home, I'm sitting in the chair. They're very sedentary. Mm -hmm. They have eight to 10 meetings, virtual meetings, Zoom, 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 Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I love every time I hear you say movement, can you speak to the individual, especially the leaders that are in these Zooms? Where is their opportunity? for movement. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a couple of different things. Are we talking uh, movement to help, you know, cope with anxiety, mm. uh, movement to sort of settle the nervous system, maybe in the middle of a stressful day or before a meeting that you're really anticipating? There's some very simple things you can actually do, even just sitting at your desk, or if you have the moment to stand up, I recommend mm. trying and standing up. Mm. Um, where you do simple things to cross your midline. So that would be um, something I map out in the book is what I call pass the ball back and forth, where you pass uh, an object back and forth across your midline. And that really helps you yeah. settle your nervous system real quick on the fly, which is something I share with a lot of people who are performing, which essentially when you're meeting with all these people on Zoom, there is an aspect of performance there, right? Uh -huh. um, but for other people who want to actually get, you know, a few minutes in of movement, something I started doing mm -hmm. during this whole time was committing myself. I use yoga for this, but it can be whatever movement, again, you want to do in your house. Okay. Um, one of the many things out there, I commit myself to 10 to 
20 minutes a day of yoga first thing in the morning. Now I, I mentioned I do this work, but I'm also a mom. I'm, you know, I have to help my daughter. She does go to school in person. I have oh. to help her get out the door. Hmm. I have my own stuff to take care of. I still get up. I take the first thing I do is take those 10 to 20 minutes to myself mm. and I move mm. um, and I move in the way I feel like moving. So that mm. might, I check in and it's like, oh, I'm really sluggish. Mm-hmm. I do something really gentle that starts to wake me up. Okay. I don't just like jump in and do something really vigorous. There are some mornings where I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Those mornings I'm going to do something <laughs> more vigorous, right? You know, we wake up different ways all the time. I know You're very right. few people who wake up the same way every day. <laughs> oh, that's spot on. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing those practical, easy to do tips. That's what we oh. need easy. And I love how you start 10 to 15 minutes a day. Starting your day off, I often say, let's set ourselves up for success. And that's what you say. It doesn't take much time, It's but it's about the quality of time, I often believe. Yes. I mean, and if you think about it, if you do... Ten, oh, 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more each day for a week, that's an hour more movement than you were getting before. Mm. That's, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's actually quite a, quite a bit. Mm. So it's an easy way to do it. And I agree, like, especially um, for anybody, whether the hurdles are practical, your schedule, your commitments being pulled in a bunch of different places, yes. or it's more of a mental health hurdle and it's hard to motivate mm. starting small, Starting simple really helps. Starting small, starting simple. That's it. Because these individuals are already in overwhelm. And then if we were talking about past trauma, if trauma's Mm -hmm. inside, and I would love for us to segue into, you know, as you mentioned, why does trauma uh, impact the brain, the nervous system, the muscles and exercise tolerance in your book? Can you speak to that? Um, Yeah, sure. Uh, So when we are dealing with trauma, which Mm -hmm. the way I speak about trauma is unprocessed nervous system, the nervous Mm -hmm. system energy, rather, um, that's just sort of like trapped in your body. And Mm -hmm. trauma, a trauma is anything that overwhelmed you. It was either too much or too fast and you couldn't process it. Mm Right. So now you're sitting with it and, Mm. you know, there are some things we commonly think of as traumatic. And then there are other things that might be traumatic to you and everyone else might be like, I don't understand why Mm -hmm. that bothers you. So what? It does. That's your truth. Okay. So whatever your trauma is, if you are walking around with this unprocessed nervous system energy, Mm -hmm. That means part of your nervous system is already revved up. It's going. Now, Mm. if that is the same nervous system that helps you navigate your busy day, that Mm. is the same nervous system that helps your body move in the gym. When we are training in the gym, when we're doing a workout, part Mm -hmm. of what we're doing is we are working on nervous system efficiency. But if we don't take into account that, we've already sort of taxing, we're already taxing our nervous system. We're already walking into the gym Mm -hmm. kind of revved up. Yeah. And then we put the normal amount of stress on our nervous system that we might do when we walk into the gym, feeling really chill and like, you know, a pre, a pre-trauma state, Mm. your nervous system is now doing, you know, extra way, extra load, load you're not accounting for. Uh Right. 
the stress of navigating the world, right? Mm. Big part of our nervous system's job is taking information from all around us at all, all the time. Your nervous system is processing so much information than like your big thinking brain. Mm-hmm. It does it through the senses, right? Your senses of smell, touch, sounds, taste, and even like proprioception, which is like where you are in space. Mm-hmm. Your body is processing all of these signals constantly, mm-hmm. right? So now it's processing all of these signals. It's mm-hmm. also stuck with this big chunk of unprocessed energy. Mm. And now you're going to go into uh, probably a sensorial overwhelming environment mm-hmm. and work really, really, really hard. That mm-hmm. is a big ask of your nervous system. Mm. And when you overwhelm yourself in the gym, mm-hmm. a couple of things can happen. You can tax your nervous system. If you are dealing with something like a trauma disorder, like post-traumatic stress disorder or complex post-traumatic stress disorder, Mm -hmm. you may find yourself triggering flashbacks, intrusive memories. You may find yourself getting very, very aggressive or Mm -hmm. possibly kind of collapsing, Mm -hmm. spacing out, numbing out. These are both responses to too much nervous system arousal. Um, Or, you know, if you are... Let's, you know, hopefully none of this happens, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, if you do get overwhelmed, you're not really going to take any of the good benefits. Like you're probably not going to move very well, Like you're more likely to get injured. And Mm. when you recovery is going to be harder. And so even just the health benefits are harder to reap if you have a really overtaxed nervous system. Mm. Wow. So much to consider. I never looked at it like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a funny thing because we think about um, emotional trauma and mm-hmm. stress as a mental health thing, which it certainly is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think about it as a physical health thing, right? You hear things about how too much stress like can be really bad for your health. Mm-hmm. Or we think about it as a physical thing. But for some reason, it's really hard for people to conceptualize this idea of Yes, they are a mental and physical health thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when you're using your body, mm-hmm. it's the, all the same systems that are also going when you're dealing with the emotional stuff. Wow. When, when you were saying that, I thought about when I lost my dad, Laura, in 2016, mm-hmm. and I went to the gym and I remember lifting and all of a sudden, I just literally started crying right there. But I never connected, you know, going to the gym to even help me move through the emotions, one. But the fact that when I was working out, that it opened me up. Yes. Even even recently, riding on the bicycle, I just started weeping out there. But I just listening to you before, I never would have connected it. I just, you know, I'm just like, let me get out. I like riding because I feel like I'm close to flying. <laughs> Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can get us in touch with things. And, you know, I think there's a, a space for that. I That's more of a, you know, um, I know a lot of people, I know me personally with yoga, mm-hmm. if that's Shavasana lying on my back, I don't, before I studied any of the stuff, I remember just like tears spilling down my face and like pooling by my ears mm-hmm. um, at the end of many yoga classes. And it was fine. Um, 
what's interesting and what's sort of another level that you can do with this mm-hmm. work is take that information, okay. take state when you're, when you're, when you're riding your bike and things start to come up, mm-hmm. if you can notice that mm-hmm. and then however you sort of process your feelings and emotions, you know, for some people that's going to be talk therapy. I, I'm in therapy mm-hmm. for other people that might be just with a friend or a journaling or a mm-hmm. spiritual counselor or a coach, whoever mm-hmm. this person is. If you take that information with you and you take these experiences you have, whether it's on the yoga mat, it's on your bike, it's with a barbell Mm -hmm. and you make note of it and you bring it into this place where you now process your feelings, you start to see the links Mm -hmm. between what is it about that feeling of freedom when you're riding your bike that allowed that to come up for you? Uh, Um, What is it about getting grounded when deadlifting a big heavy weight mm -hmm. that does that for you? Uh, And it can really help um, as sort of an injunctive treatment to processing if you're dealing with trauma in your, in therapy. Mm -hmm. I love that going deeper. So once I feel it, notice it, and then process it in a deeper way, whether that's talk therapy, journaling, the different modalities of healing. Yeah. You know, I see like movement as an opportunity to get curious about yourself Mm. and really be in conversation with your body, you know, and not all the time. I mean, sometimes you just want to go to Zumba and dance and that's great. (laughs) But like, you know, right Right now, I've been under a lot of stress. I'm trying to promote my work and all this stuff, and it's balancing everything. And so when I've been training right now, it's been no music. Um, It's been very, what's called slow tempo. So moving through each strength process, through each strength movement very slowly and really focusing on the movement itself because that Uh is my meditation time. You know, and then there are other times where it's like put on the loud music and, <laughs> you know, just bang it out and have a good time. <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> bang it out. I love how you said that conversation with your body and even what you're talking about being sensitive to your needs. As you mentioned, no one wakes up the same way every morning. It sounds like you've been checking in. What is it that I need right now? Yes, absolutely. That's what this is for, right? Yeah. Whether whatever you're doing, if you're doing any type of self-care practice, whatever that looks like, the idea is it's to tend to your own mental health and wellness, your own physical health and wellness, you know, your own spiritual health and wellness. Mm. So what is it do you need right now mm. to get yourself closer to that wellness place, right? Uh, I love it. I would I would love for you to share with us as we get ready to close out three practical tools that will allow the individuals to feel safe in their body. Because we're talking about having a conversation mm. with your body, but in your book, you you share ways that we can feel safe in our body. Especially I think about one of my close friends who experienced a very traumatic uh, rape, someone broke into her home, you know someone like her, how would she feel safe again in her body? Absolutely. Um, So I, you know, I mentioned before, our nervous system takes in information Mm -hmm. through our senses. Um, So the first, uh, so 
one of the first ways to feel safe, you know, as long as it, it we're to, well, if we're talking like you are already activated, mm. you're really already very highly activated. Okay. The crossing the midline thing, which I mentioned, um, and which we could actually all practice really quick. I heard you tell everybody to get a pen uh, <laughs> in your introduction. So it's everybody, if you want to take your pen that you have, <laughs> you can use a ball, as I mentioned before, but a lot of time we don't have a ball sitting around our office or whatever. <laughs> You can take that pen and you can hold it in one hand okay. and then pass it to the other hand. I'm doing it with you. Okay. You're not throwing it, but your hands are meeting at about the middle of your body and you're going to pass it back and forth. Mm. And you're going to move at whatever speed feels good to you, right? Mm. So that might be faster or slower, but you want to have control over it. Okay. Just a simple act is going to help your nervous system come back to a really, an okay baseline so that now you're ready to give yourself what you need. Ooh. It makes it okay to check in and start thinking again. Cause you know, mm. when you're feeling really anxious or really overwhelmed or really unsafe, you're, it's, it's hard to think rationally. Yes. Um, you're acting from your emotional self, your emotional memory. Mm. And that's very normal, by the way, mm. that's how we work. Um, so, but this is a little way to kind of get yourself back in touch with rational thought. So from there, you can now, we'll use these two other techniques, which um, orienting, they're both based in orienting using the senses and the nervous system. So okay. the first thing you can do is orient through sight. Mm -hmm. So I would say um, to your friend who maybe shows up to the gym and she's taking care of herself. So she's just feeling a little unsafe, but she's not really too overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Let's look around the room for five red things. And mm -hmm. I want you to look in front of you, to the sides, behind you, up and down. Wow. And after you find five red things, look for five yellow things. And you know, you can name them. Like I see a yellow blanket to my right and a yellow pillow. I see a yellow post-it behind me, uh, the yellow rug and wow. the yellow wall hanging. That now you can also keep going with mm. another color. Mm. And what this does is it helps your mind make a 360 degree map of where you are in space. Mm. And it's using your body's natural uh, systems, which is to look around for danger, to assess danger, but oh. to do it intentionally. Okay. So now you're in a space where you can say, okay, you are more able to identify whether or not it is actually safe or not. Right. And then you can also do this with sound if that's more your thing. Some people, a lot of time, actually, for me, I find visual stimulation pretty overwhelming. So I like to do it with sounds and you okay. can keep your eyes. You can either close your eyes or have your gaze low and just listen, mm -hmm. starting with sounds close to you. So your own sounds, your own breathing, your own, in my case, my own voice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can hear sort of the sound in my headset. Mm. Now I'm going to start to go out a little further for room sounds. Um, so if we were in the gym, maybe starting to notice the sounds right around my little area that I'm in in the gym. Mm -hmm. And then to keep going further and further mm. until we're noticing building sounds and outside sounds, right? And... Again, we're using, now we're using sound instead of sight mm -hmm. to build a 360 degree map of where we are. Wow. 
That is powerful. Yeah. And, you know, along the same lines, I guess this is, I sort of feel like that was two and a half. You can orient also by way of, you know, if you're in the gym Mm -hmm. or you're going to a fitness class, or even if you're showing up to work for the day and your workplace makes you feel um, unsafe in your body, Mm. you use these techniques and then you orient to your day or to your workout or to the next thing. Um, I'm a big fan of planning. And so if it's a workout, I show up with my workout plan. And even though I've been doing this for years, Mm -hmm. I still write my plan out, write my program out and track it in my workout journal. Mm. I start my day after I do my yoga, I mentioned. Mm -hmm. I quickly look at my planner for the Mm -hmm. day. Oh, this is the things that have to happen today, right? Um, And that gives us a feeling of control over the environment, right? Mm -hmm. So when we are orienting with our senses, we're giving ourselves a feeling of um, control over our body. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now we're going to give ourselves feeling control over the environment by kind of knowing what's to come uh, for our our activity in that space. Mm, That's really good. My husband would love you. He's a planner when it comes to workouts. Me, the butterfly, yes. the cute outfit, let's go. <laughs> I, I have the cute outfit and a plan. That's me. <laughs> I'm elevating today. I love it. When you said, one, I just want you to see what I experienced when you walked us through that. And I had my pencil, I write all my appointments in pencil this plans mm-hmm. change but I was I was doing it Laura and I was getting chills in my body while just from the simple movement and then the five red items I found a, I sit at this desk every single day this Wonder Woman it's like a jumbo pen Wonder Woman red pen I forgot she was even tucked in the corner I could see the tip I was like what is that over there <laughs> but the fact that we can become numb to our surroundings and forget what's in our surroundings unless we are intentional. And this, this exercise demonstrated that. Yeah. And if you are sort of not um, attuned to your surroundings mm-hmm. and all you've got is this information from this old events that is, mm-hmm. you know, um, in your system, you're going to be going off that information, mm-hmm. right? You know, one thing I talk about is that trauma is like, really bad time travel. It's not fun mm. time travel. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you're back, you're back, your nervous system is back in time. And so mm. you're bringing it into the present and reminding yourself where you are with intention. Ooh, that's powerful. Bad time travel, reminding yourself where you are with intention. That in itself, whew, that's a life changer. That's a jewel for the journey. I'm talking about the most precious of precious jewels for the journey. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your brilliance with us on today. So in these last few minutes, I want to just open it up because I want you to be able to speak to anything that you have not been able to speak to thus far that you will feel complete in your sharing, whether it's about the book, how can they purchase it? Your last words to our audience, what would they be? Sure. Um, I guess 
my, I would love to tell you more about my book and also how to learn just more about my work and how you can bring this into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so my book can be ordered through your favorite bookseller, whoever that is. Um, <laughs> and uh, there are links to a bunch of the different biggies through my website, which is laurakudari.com. Um, and the book is called Lifting Heavy Things, Healing Trauma One Rep at a Time. Mm. But again, yeah, it's for, I do talk a lot about strength training, but you can, I talk about other movement as well. Mm-hmm. And um, my book launch events is going to be online, right? Because that's the world we're in now. <laughs> so the good thing is, is anyone in the world can attend. Um, and it's going to be on June 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And if you pre-order your book through Astoria Bookshop, and there is a link to that, I believe on my website, there should be if there isn't. And also um, mm-hmm. through my social media where you can also find me at the same name, Laura Kadari, I'm very findable. Um, and if you pre-order your book through Astoria Bookshop, you'll get a signed copy of the book. You'll get mm-hmm. a mini self-care package and you'll get registration to the events. And if you don't want to pre-order the book, you can also just register for the event for $5 through the bookshop itself. Okay. So I would love to meet you all and see you there. And in the meantime, you can use the little tools I gave you here. And I don't know, take care of yourselves, everybody. Hmm. I love that. That's it. Take care of yourself. This is such a reminder of how much power we possess our own, as you, you mentioned, body conversation. So that means there is wisdom on the inside of us. And I appreciate and honor the work that you're doing in helping us all become better, healthier, happier, ultimately. So as we close out, Laura, I would love for you to share with us one of your favorite quotes, something that inspires you so we can keep a piece of you with us as we're going throughout our day and our week on this week. Oh, I did not come prepared for that, but um, <laughs> a couple of things popped into my head. I might not get them exactly correct, um, but you know, uh, I think thinking about what we were talking about, making it simple and easy, yeah. sort of relates to that, um, mm-hmm. which is, the, um, what is it? The sh- oh no, I <laughs> I'm blanking on it. Um, but the okay. I, the the soft and supple will prevail. Mm. And this idea of we can bend and accommodate where we are in the moment mm-hmm. that is going to help you get through. Mm. Um, and um, something like the stiff and so- the stiff and strong shall break, and the soft and supple shall prevail. Wow, I yeah. love it. So, thank you, thank you thank so much. You. We appreciate you, ladies and gents. You've experienced another confident lifestyle fierce leader. She is changing our world one rep at a time, lifting heavy things. You must get your hands on it. I know for me, just reading, uh, I'm in, I think I'm at chapter two, but I was telling Laura at 
the pre-conversation that I went to the beach because one of her lines was that we deserve space. So there's always space to contemplate. There's space for grace. No matter where you are in your journey, create the space to heal, create the space to grow, create the space to change. It's all in your hands. What are you going to do next, especially with these jewels for your journey? We're looking forward to seeing you again here next Massive Momentum Monday. Go out and make your dreams come true. It's all on you. Listening to the Queenfidence Lifestyle Podcast with image confidence expert Christy Kennedy. May you find the strength to stand and the courage to conquer insurmountable obstacles. Visit us online at www.queenfidence.com. What is life without sparkle? You were created to shine. It's time to do what diamonds do. Wellness is wealth and life is limitless.